Spencer's back. Wow. World's on fire. Our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, just kind of pondering some things. They're running down the, the list of people that are in here today. Uh, <clears throat> there's 74 people in here right now. The numbers will grow. But uh, a lot of people listen, and they not they don't log on. See, if you don't log on here at Coach Dave Live, you don't show up in the queue. So they said, God, we've got 120 people listening. Well, there are more listening. It's just that a lot of people don't want to uh, get actively involved or engage with it or whatever. Uh, been kind of a humbling uh, last, I don't know, I don't know how long, 12 hours, I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm I'm pondering how to frame this because this just hit me, literally just hit me. But I want I want to because I said it to Michelle just before I came, I came down the uh, the multi million dollar escalator over there this morning, and uh, I said to her, "Do you have the, Do you have any idea the impact, folks? Take this take this the right way, okay?" I said, "Do you have any idea the impact of our lives on others?" And then I said to her, I don't, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm thinking of Tracy is teaching Bible school. I, look, I mean, I, I, look on, I look at the individual players. If we were to, again, if we were to take time, if I were to give you all time to talk about what you personally are doing that you weren't doing maybe a year ago or two years ago, maybe five years ago, but now you're doing this, you're getting more bold, you're saying this, you've left this, you started this. It would be absolutely unbelievable if we were to create a flow chart of everything that's that's coming coming out of it. Come and and uh it's so humbling. I, I said to Michelle, how does how did that happen? How did you and I that's the last thing I said to her when I gave her a big hug before I came down the million dollar escalator. The, the odds of you and I meeting each other are I mean it's 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 absolutely astronomical. That's why I know According to Psalm 37, 23, very steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. That for whatever reason, I believe that from the foundations of the earth, Michelle and I were meant to be together. Now, I would say this. Some of you out there are married to somebody that maybe <laughs> wasn't that Holy Ghost inspired. Michelle and I came together when neither I wasn't saved. She wasn't saved. We weren't saved. And her, her mom crawled out of the hills of Bluefield, West Virginia, way down in the coal mine and met this guy from this Polish guy from someplace up in Michigan. And they got married and, and they, they had little Michelle and my mom and dad did the same thing. And they had a bunch of five kids and one of them happened to be me. And through the confluence, I can I can stand here right now. I can in my mind's eye, I can see still the first time I ever saw Michelle. I was standing in the. Uh, Mount Vernon High School, I was a teacher. I'd been there three years. And the first day of teaching, the teachers have a work day, the first day. And all the teachers in the district come. And so I'm, I'm standing. I could, I could take you and I could show you right now where I was standing when this little brunette came down and caught my eye. And to think of what she went through in all of her life, and I went through in all of my life to end up at that point in that time, at that moment. Um, I, I can't explain. I can't explain it. And I don't, I don't know how, I mean, I, I suppose, listen, you, you make do with what, you know, you play the hand that you're dealt, right? So sometimes foolishly you get married at 22 years old. Maybe it wasn't really the one that the Lord had for you. But I, 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 I just, I'm just saying publicly, I, I said to Michelle today before I came down, I'm, I thank God so much that he brought me to you and you to me. I don't have any idea how that possibly could have happened. Out of all the eons of time, 
that the two of us would be here. And my point being the fruit. You guys are the fruit. I'm Look, I'm not bragging. I'm not patting myself on the chest. I'm not saying, yeah, no. no. But the fruit of my life and Michelle's life, if I were to open this up and we were to start running down and you guys testifying, man, it'd be something to hear. So I was prompted by the Holy Spirit. I just sent it to you, Spencer, that Michael W. Smith song. And, uh, you know, look, folks, I know some of you are fighting real battles out there with your family. You're fighting real battles. Some of them think you're in a cult. Some of them, oh, they wish you would shut up. They don't want to even be around you because you convict them when you're around. They didn't. I, I, trust me, I understand the battles that most of you are fighting. But you've got to hang on to the, this one thing in your own life. Look, man, a wretched man that I am, the Bible says. Things I do, I don't want to do. Things I don't want to do. And, you know, deep inside each and every one of us, I don't care who you are. It is so hard to kill that carnal man. The temptations. I, I, I have to say this because I, I, <clears throat> I don't want it to come across wrong. So take it right, okay? The more popular you become, the greater the temptation. Do you guys understand that? Look at politicians. The more powerful they become, the more people want to be around them. Because people naturally think if they can just get closer to that guy, then maybe some of that will rub off on me. And so as a result of it, it's very, very dangerous because after a while, when you receive the applause of men, you begin to expect it. You begin to love it. It changes who you are. It's very, very hard to take a compliment and not get puffed up. Why? Because that is our nature, that carnal nature that will not go away. And I believe the gospel of the kingdom of God isn't going forward, not because people aren't open to it, because we don't know what to do with it. We don't know. I could run down that litany route. I could start calling out names. I get the texts. I get the emails from people who said this happened and 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 this happened. And coach, I can't do this anymore and I can't go here anymore and I can't be quiet anymore. And that's all fruit. It's all fruit. How did that happen? So I want to, I want to encourage all of you this morning. The Holy Spirit gave me this. Stephen Curtis Chapman wrote a song, The Change. And I want to encourage every one of you, because every one of you in this queue, or every one of you listening to this right now, you can't deny the change. You don't know what happened, but something happened. Something happened. And and those who love you and those who are around you, those who knew the previous you, they don't know what to do with it. You're different. You're not like the old OJ. You're not like the old Tracy. You're not like the old Betty. Where'd that old Betty go? But deep in you, you know it's a change. Something happened. Amen. Go ahead and play that.
They can't deny. see that, folks. That's what you're struggling with. They can't deny the change. They don't know what happened to you, but something happened to you. And not only that, you can't even explain it. You can't explain what happened to you. Somewhere along the line, you got the mind of Christ. But the mind of Christ inside you is constantly at battle with that carnal nature. Oh, wretched man that I am. You with me? That's what you're dealing with. And everywhere you go, because of the change that took place inside of you, you're living from the inside out, and it convicts people, and they don't understand it. Some of them go to church, and they haven't had an experience with the Holy Ghost in their whole life. They can, they can never point to you where they really had a, a, a fall-on-your-face, life-changing moment. Have you had one of those? Have you had a fall-on-your-face, life-changing moment? I did. I did. I've had several of them. A fall-on-my-face, life-changing. Look. It ain't my job to convince somebody else. Huh? <laughs> I just, next, next. I don't spend. I don't spend any time trying to convince someone to be a Christian because the Bible says that no one comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws them. Boom. Yeah. So you can yap your tongue right out of your mouth trying to convince people to be Christians, and they ain't going to do it if the Holy Spirit doesn't draw them. And by the way, what about you? Are you going to be quiet out of fear and intimidation, understanding this one very simple principle? They don't know what you know. They don't feel what you feel. They have never had that born-again, life-changing experience. They cannot understand it. You, you switch kingdoms on You went from the kingdom of you to the kingdom of God. And the battle is always over those two kingdoms, the kingdom of you and the kingdom of God. Which one's going to win? And Chad just texted me, and it's so true, Chad, I was reading it. The more popular you become, the greater the opportunity for temptation. I fight that all the time. If you think it's hard to be humble when you're nobody, try being humble when people think you're somebody. Every day I get up and I get up and I look, I was watching the show, I was watching these veins in my neck. I said, Lord, what I maybe I'll start wearing a maybe I'll start wearing my collar up there. Why? Because there's a pride inside of me. It says, nah, I look stupid. I look stupid. I don't look like it. Right? 
And so that's all Hollywood is. That's all politics. The creation of an image of who we think these people are, and they aren't really there. And remember the saying that power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. (laughs) And so ask yourself this. We should all ask ourselves, why would anybody want to give their life to go serve in Washington, D.C., other than it's for personal advancement and personal gratification. Hmm. You understand that, don't you? They call themselves conservatives. They wear a little Christian bumper sticker on their car, but they've never had the change. And if they've had the change and they go to Washington, D.C., and they get power and influence, oh, the lure of that is greater than the lure of honesty, justice, mercy, goodness, kindness. That's a battle we're all fighting. That's a battle we're all... Hey, folks, I I, I fight it every day. I'm going to tell you something. I don't think I'm special. Okay, okay, I'm just telling you, I don't think I'm special. You know what? People will text me and say, boy, coach, yada, yada. Thank you for doing this. Oh, coach, thank you. And I said, hey, dude, just doing my job. (laughs) I'm just doing my job. So I got this gift. I... I don't know if you know this. I, I'm not making this about me. I'm trying to illustrate something for you. I have the most unbelievable gift of communication. It's unbelievable. I, I wrote, I wrote, uh, I hadn't written a news with views in a couple of weeks just because I got worn down. And I wrote yesterday, and it's almost otherworldly when I start to put thoughts on the paper. It's a gift. I'm not something special. I have a special gift. Stop Mm. chasing after those with the gifts. Mm. And simply appreciate the gift. Are you following me? See, somebody has to be Coach Dave Life. Somebody has to. Uh, Clay maybe thinks he could do it. No, you can't, Clay. No, you can't. Vinny may think he can do it. No, Vinny, you can't do it. Chad, you can't do it. And nobody can do Coach Dave Live because it's Coach Dave Live exercising a gift that's been given to me that doesn't make me special. When I walk up that escalator, that multi-million dollar escalator, I'm grampy, I'm husband, I'm neighbor, I'm friend, I'm lawnmower, I'm frustrated, I'm caretaker, I'm all those other things. This is a gift. Boom. And I never try to be coach today, brother. <laughs> you get the point, though, right? And see, other people don't understand it. See, they, people would say to you, I'm, this is just free thought, okay? People criticize you. Are you following that guy who's in a cult? And these are the same damn people that listen to Rush Limbaugh every day for 30 years. <laughs> but he, they're not in a cult, right? They're not in a cult. They're the mm. same people that got up and get up on Sunday morning and go to the same Presbyterian church that their grandma and grandpa went to for four generations. But they're not in a cult. You're the one that's in a cult. Amen. The thing, the thing that you know, see, when they begin to see the change, George, then they're going to accuse you of being in a cult because something happened to you. You're not you anymore. They don't know what's going on. And in fact, you can't explain it because you know you're not you anymore. What the heck happened to me? Boom. I used to be a football coach. I used to play baseball. I used to know every player on the Cincinnati Reds. They've won 11 games in a row, and I couldn't tell you one player on the team. I, I used to know everybody on the Cleveland. I used to know it all. Now I couldn't care less. Why? Because something changed. One the choice. I didn't choose to change. I just changed. I did. I cho- I choose to receive Christ. Come into my life. How could you possibly, how could you possibly have the King of Kings dwell inside of you and remain the same? How, how is that even possible? How's that even possible? Are you, you know, you mean to tell, I got some light plugs right over here, my multi-million um, dollar, well, inflation, uh, billion dollar studio. I'm going to put my light socket over there, and it's going to shock me and knock me on my arse, probably, right? And you mean to tell me you can have an encounter with the Holy Ghost and nothing happens? A lot of you got religion. I had religion. Anybody, somebody say amen. I had a lot of religion. 
old mm. dead, no good. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the sign? I love that stuff, man. I fight it every day. Still fight it. Should I do this? Should I not do this? What are people going to think? What are they going to say? Huh? I, I, I don't care. I don't care. Lord tells me to speak, I speak. Lord tells me to go, I go. What about the change? Huh? Don't run from the change, friends. Don't run from it. Boy, I, I don't even know. Look, I don't even know where that came from. That was a Holy Ghost download, whether you received it or not. I have to do two things uh, real quickly. July 3rd, most miracle happened on July 3rd. Um, Sky High is open on July 3rd. You say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, we have people that rented Sky High uh, a couple days before, and the next day they're coming in, but July 3rd is open. So I said, well, my goodness, book Sky High July 3rd, and the most unbelievable fireworks display happens over Buckeye Lake on July 3rd. So anybody would like to come and spend July 3rd at 10 o'clock at night up at Sky High and watch the fireworks at eye level, you're invited. Michelle and I just, we just put that, I'm not expecting you guys to come. I mean, Dave Allison, you can drive down if you want to, but I'm not expecting you to come from Alton, Michigan. But Central Ohio folks, if you just want to come and sit and eat some popcorn and enjoy some fellowship and watch those fireworks go off at 10 o'clock, uh, that's July 3rd. We're going, we're going to do that, all right? I'm just announcing that today. And I want to thank again my, uh, I don't know whether to call him my buddy, my good buddy or my cousin, Rodney, who came yesterday and helped me. I learned a lot again yesterday. I get my broken lawnmower to the repair shop. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't have done it without him. He shows up. He always shows up when I need him. I just want you to know, Rod, how much I appreciate that. Uh, wow. I think maybe I'm going to open it up. I, I got a, I got a litany of stuff to go over, but I hear the Holy Spirit. Hey, the change. See, I hear that voice now. I hear that voice. But I, I wonder if I always heard that voice. But I just didn't recognize it. I hear it now. And I understand this. The Bible says that we're to take captive every thought. Why? Is that, is that really you, Lord? See, the Bible says my sheep hear my voice. Hearing and obeying is not the same thing. Amen, coach. And she'd hear my voice, and another voice they will not hear. Now, wait a minute. They, I hear all kinds of other voices. <laughs> I hear all kinds of them. But you know what? I know the difference in the voices. So my sheep hear, recognize, and follow my voice. And another voice they will not recognize and follow. They're not going to follow that other voice. It has more to do than just hearing. It, hearing should prompt you to do. So Jesus said, whatever voice you hear, baby, you take that captive and you make sure that's from me. And if it's from me, then do me a favor, go do that. But if it's not from me, then don't do that. Bring it into the obedience of Christ. See, the battle we're fighting is a mind game. It's a mind game. It's a mind game. That brings us back to the whole idea. Oh, I don't want to dig into it, but I got to say it again. Thoughts are not sins. Folks, thoughts cannot be sins. Can I tell you why? The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ was in all ways tempted. In other words, any temptation any human being has ever had, Jesus Christ had. In other words, I hate to tell you this, Jesus Christ probably looked at a pretty woman and thought, man, that's a pretty woman, and then immediately took captive that thought. He did not give birth to the thought. Because the enemy will attack you and me through thoughts. And you are, it, well, that's in, uh, where is it? When, when sin hath conceived, conceived. Where is that? I'm sorry, stay with me, and this is important for some of you. Find that for me. When, when lust hath conceived, when lust hath conceived. Where is that in the scripture? Because oh, I, I had it up here a couple of days ago. Somebody's going to find it for me out there. Somebody smarter than me. James chapter 1, coach, getting around 12, 13, 14, 15. James chapter 1? 
Thank, thank you. There it is. Okay, do me a favor. Uh, go back and start. Let's start about 12. Come, I'm going to try. I'm, look, I'm on your side. I'm not against you. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Stop a minute. Friends, how does temptation come to you? The eye gate? The ear gate? How does temptation come? Where all of a sudden do you think, man, that's a pretty chick at the pool? Where does that come from? That, my friends, that's a temptation. So I see this pretty chick over at the pool, and I get this urge. I want to keep looking at her. Well, why don't I just pick up my towel and move the other side of the pool? See, that is stopping the thought from becoming a sin. Mm. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. For the Lord hath promised him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither does God tempt any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then, when that thought hath conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So the thought is not a sin. Not without the action. Giving action to the thought is a sin. So much for my Catholic teaching that told me I sinned every day in thought, word, and deed. That's Catholic lying, not teaching. So I'm sitting here right now. And if I went to Facebook and pulled up something and some girl up there with hardly any clothes popped up, I would look at that and say, wow. And then I would say, whoop, nope, sorry. Because why? The naked body was a temptation. Let no man say when he's tempted. He's got butt, every man's tempted, drawn away his own lust. And then when the lust hath conceived, when you focus on it and, ooh, yeah, now you're in dangerous territory. The Pope was wrong. In my opinion, mm. all right. I got to, had to get that out of there. Huh? That's good, isn't it? Hey, I call it little sin babies. What? Oh yeah, well, that when lust hath conceived, huh? Conceived. Hey, hey, Spencer, what's that word in Webster's? Conceived. When lust hath conceived, conceived means what? Formed in the womb, framed in the mind, devised, imagined, and understood. <laughs> so when lust hath had little sin babies, now you're in trouble. <laughs> All right? Lust, when you give birth to lust in you, you created yourself a little sin baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. And you're going to have to fight that little thing till you kill it. Stab, hey, what do they say? Stab it with his steely knives, but still can't kill the beast. Okay. All right, I said I'd let everybody in. Man, this is good stuff. Hey, this is a gift. Yeah, do you get it? This is a gift. This stuff I'm saying to you, it's coming to me almost instantaneously. And I'm just hearing and obeying. Why? It's a gift. I'm not special. The gift is. Jack. Myra, while we wait on Jack, he listens on delay. Go ahead, Myra. Coach, thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. And we're reading John 14, 12 through 14. Barely, barely, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. Do because I go unto my father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the father may be glorified in the son. And ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hallelujah. There you go, Myra, preaching that works gospel. Isn't that what your pastor told you? Isn't that what your pastor told you? Oh, that's a work gospel. That's just a works gospel. I can't believe the crap that they've taught us and we believe. Are you ready, Jack McCarthy? Still not listening. I'll, I'll talk for yeah, 30 I'm seconds. Here. Okay, there I'm you go. I'm here. I'm here. Hey. Uh, hey, it's valuable time mentioned. here, Jack. It's valuable time. Go ahead. It's your, your rant mentioned Rush Limbaugh versus cult. And the reason why 
he's not a cult and you are is because for 30 years, he never challenged any of us to do anything. Never did. Never did. No challenge. Amen. Amen. Change Amen. anything. Uh, if That's your it. behavior doesn't change, you haven't changed. Do you get that, friends? You mean to tell me you're a Christian and you're really not much more effective than you were before you became one? Is that, is that what you mean? I'm going to tell you something. Something happened to Jeff Klein. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but Jeff Klein, I didn't know him 20 years ago, but he was a druggie. Something, he was a crazy guy 20 years ago, and he ain't anymore. Why? Something happened to him. <laughs> and all of his friends can get mad. Huh? They want to go to football games and basketball games and concerts, and he wants to go to school board meetings. Why? Because something changed. <laughs> something in him changed. Oh, my goodness. This is so good. Go ahead, Keith. I gate, ear gate. I wasn't paying attention gate. I say it again, brother. I'm sorry. I gate, I gate ear gate. I'm not paying attention gate. I gate, ear gate, and I'm not paying attention. That's right. I gate. That's where it all comes in. Boom. Boom. Joe Allen. And coach, change could be good or it can be evil. Yep. Like when Obama was putting his platform on the change. And you see what kind of change he's done in this country. Amen. Well, I, that's what I wrote about today. I'm, I'm kicking against the ears to read what I wrote today because you get, look, you guys hear it every day. So sometimes when I read what I wrote, it's, you say, oh, I already knew that. Coach. I already knew that. But it's, I'm going to get in this. I'm going to have Roger come back in because I saw him beep in twice and, and then he dropped out. Anybody else? I got, I got it open. Now's the time, now's the time to come in because I'm going to go a different direction here maybe. Want to come in, Roger? No? Okay, uh, pull up Second uh, Thessalonians for number two. Pull up uh, number number two. God, I got so much to talk. I got so much. Hmm. Now we beseech you, brothers, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind. Huh? Thoughts. Thoughts. Michelle. Stop being so shaken in mind or be troubled neither by the spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that day of Christ is at hand. At hand means imminent, imminent, available right now. Like right now, I've got a phone at hand. I got a phone at hand, right? So what's at hand? The day of Christ is at hand. It's right, it's right there. Let no man deceive you. Oh, you mean they're going to deceive me? Then let them deceive you by any day, any means. For that day, what day? That day, <laughs> whichever one that is, shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. By the way, you know how that man's being revealed, that son of perdition? He's manifesting in the lives of human beings walking the earth today. They're doing his bidding. That man who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Can I, show, can I tell you something? Oh, Lord, do I feel that. See, that is the spirit of Antichrist that is all red. Stop right there. Stop right there. Folks, listen to me. I just heard this. Mm. Your carnal nature is the one who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. Mm. Your carnal nature worships you. It doesn't, he wants to sit in the temple of God. Your carnal nature wants to show that he is God, not God is God. He is. And remember you not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his, scroll down, please. In his time. For the mystery of iniquity is already at work. He's writing this back. When did he write this? 
when did when was this written? He said it's already at work. What is this mystery of iniquity? It's already at work. And only he who now prevents it is going to get out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy the brightness of his coming. Even him who is, scroll down, please. Even him who is coming after the working of the Satan with all power and silence and with all deceivableness and unrighteousness, and then the perish, and then with all deceivableness and righteousness, and them that perish, because why? They received not the love of the truth. Coach, that's what I wrote about today. Coach, that video I just dropped—I just dropped the link in. That's a punch. That's a punch. That's the uh, the mic drop to what you just said. If you could play that, please, uh, Spencer. And, and for this cause, what cause? They rejected truth. They don't love the truth anymore. Look around you. Look around you. Why? Who doesn't love truth? Nobody loves truth. Nobody does. And because we don't love the truth, God sends a strong delusion. It's the judgment of God already on us right now. And what's that delusion? That they would believe that men can be women. That taking a vaccine is going to protect you. That you can sleep around and still be a Christian. That you can support homosexuality and still be a Christian. Right? And for this cause, God sends them a strong delusion. What's a delusion? What is that, uh, Spence? I'm sorry, I'm hogging the time today. What's a delusion? A delusion? Uh, Why? A misleading of the mind. A misleading of the mind. Jesus said, take captive every thought. And then when they reject the truth, he said, okay, I'm going to send you a strong delusion. And you're going to start believing stuff that ain't even true. You're You're going to find doctors and scientists telling you men can be women. That's how, that's how diluted it's going to get, folks. And we're already there. We're, we're already there. Why are we already there? Because we rejected the truth. Go back to Thessalonians. We rejected the truth. Right? They received not the love of the truth. And for this cause, God sends them a strong delusion. They should be a little lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure and unrighteousness. Dudes. Mm-hmm. Hey, Coach, if I can interrupt, okay, you're, you're talking about delusion, and you just said the root word to delusion is dilute. Now, what do we do when we dilute something? We water it down. Mm. Isn't that what we're seeing? Yep. The old, there used to be a, a law, the old deluder Satan Act. We used to have it. We used to understand what was going on. I know Vinny wants to get that video in there. I don't know what it uh, Does it fit in here, Vinny? It's perfect. It's exactly what you just said. I who, wouldn't who, do it. Who has yeah. it to play it? Here he goes. People say, yes, what's the difference, you know? Well, the Bible's just another book. No, first off, that's wrong. The Bible's not a book. The Bible's six of six books. Forty different people wrote it. Over 1,500 years. There's never been a book like that in history. Ever. Does that make it the Word of God? No. It just means it's worth considering. Because there's never been a book like this. It gives you some reason to consider it over the others. Well, how about history? For hundreds of years, archaeology has used the Old Testament and New to find buildings, to find people, to find civilizations, to find kings that didn't exist or they didn't think they did. And suddenly the Bible said they're there and they dug it up and there it was. Does that make it the Word of God? No. It means it's historically accurate. Real people really existed and really wrote down what they saw. It's worth considering. And then they said, we're going to have God show up. And lots of people said that. Lots of religions say it. Don't worry, we'll prove it as a rational God would do. I will do prophecies. I will show that I'm not trapped in linear time, that I can see beyond where you are. I will give prophecies to tell you what the guy, when I show up and God appears on earth to reveal himself, I'll show you what he's going to look like. Over 300 prophecies. And then a man showed up one day named Jesus. And he said, I'm that guy. And he fulfilled all 300 prophecies. That's impossible. People could say, well, yes, uh, they just wrote it afterwards and filled it all in. But we know that the first Greek translation of the Old Testament was done 250 years before Jesus was born. 
So how could they possibly know that he'd be born in Bethlehem? How could they possibly know he was going to be crucified when crucifixions didn't even exist as a capital punishment yet? How could they know that he'd be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver 250 years before there was a Jesus? Does it make it the word of God? No, but it's starting to get close. <laughs> then he said this, I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to die. I'm going to come back to life. Nobody's ever done that. And he died. And all those who were with him, three years, ran in fear, as would all of us. And they ran away and they said, I guess it, we were wrong. And then something happened. Something happened that made all of these guys come back and be willing to be martyred for this belief system, except for one. Of course, he was, John was sent off, but everybody died a martyr's death. What was it for? Because they thought they were going to get rich? There was no riches here. You were kicked out of your culture. The Jews weren't going to take you in, so there was no value there. There was nothing good here. There was nothing here to gain. And they all still died for what? Because they found a new religion? No, for one reason. They said this. I saw him die. And I saw him come back. What about the change? Boom. So that's what I say. I was dead. Now I'm alive. <laughs> I died. And I'm back. Huh? And people can't get it. They can't get it. They'll go. Amen, Coach. The difference between the dead works and the works in Christ. You know, everybody wants to quote that Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, but they never want to read into the whole thing. When it says in Ephesians, if you got it up there, I'll read it to you in the King James Version. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith that is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are the workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works and so this is this letter and, and including what was written to the letter of ephesians was written to the body the delude there is in the church brother when you've got the people coming in thinking that the homosexuals are saved why because well we give alms and we give good things and we <laughs> do right. good things they're not listen, saved. They do good things listen we feed the poor and what did jesus say unto that man he says oh good master he says what did he say he says i've kept all the commandments Jesus says, oh, yeah, but you lack this one thing. See, he did good things, but those were good things for himself. When mm. we're created in Christ Jesus, coach, the works that you did before you got saved, you did good things, didn't you? Yep. You did. But when you became born again, your works now are what? Not to glorify you, but to glorify Christ. Man, Dale, not only that, it's duty. It's become duty. I served me before. Now my, look, it's still hard not to serve me. I didn't, when I got born again, I didn't lose me. I'm still here. But I got a new life. I became a new creation. To dilute is to deceive. By the way, not dilute, like you dilute um, alcohol. Dilute is different. Dilute is to deceive, to impose on, to lead from truth or error, to mislead the mind of judgment. To beguile. Cheat is generally applied to deception and bargains. He cheated me. Right? Janine. You were talking earlier about um, uh, people were saying, well, you can't, it's hard to witness to people because they won't accept it unless the spirit calls them. The spirit, right from the very beginning of time, has called everyone. Yeah. He's called everyone, and uh, that's what predestinated mean. It was foreordained. It's an unchangeable purpose, even in Romans eight twenty nine. But he says, everyone's called, but few are chosen. Amen. <laughs> when few are chosen, doesn't mean he picks them out. It's because we have not a love for the truth, and that. And when we do have that love, that's when that change starts. And then once that change starts, we want to put on the mind of Christ. It's having not a love of the truth or not loving the world. We're, and that's where most people have that problem. And that's where that battle lies is in the mind. Where Amen. It's the Amen. mind of Christ or the mind of the world. And most people want the mind of the world. 
So, Janine, I got a bunch of emails yesterday. I'll be right with you there, Jock. I got a bunch of emails mm-hmm. yesterday o- over yesterday's show. People were blown away by it. But see, we still don't want to believe it about it. We don't want to believe it, do we? We, we can put the evidence out there about the Masonic beginnings and control of this nation. We can do it all we want, and some people will not be able to get their minds to believe it and accept it. But if, you, if we understood that those in masonry serve the dark side and that they are the ones who are in tr- control of the government, then it makes sense. And we sit here. Choose this day. How many deeply Christian men and women do you suppose are in positions of authority in Washington, D.C.? Truly Christian men, not just Presbyterians or Lutherans. No, that's not what I'm talking about. People who are absolutely sold out for the cause of Christ. How many, by the way, how many of them do you even know in your life? That's why it says, choose this day whom you're going to serve. That's right. You can't serve God and man, right? So you can't go to Washington, D.C. and serve the Republican Party and serve God. At some point, you got to stand up and say to the Republican Party, sorry, dudes, I ain't part of that. Have nothing to do with it, but rather expose it. But they won't expose it because why? Too many benefits with being part of it. So they have a form of godliness, but they ain't doing a damn thing to straighten things out. Boom. deny the power thereof. Jock, come on in. Yeah, good morning, Coach. Uh, I, I just can't help but think of the word emotion right now and how love, true love is not emotion. True love is action. Amen. You know, and I think that we let our emotion get in the way and get misconstrued with the, with love, and you get into deep water with that, Boy. You get, you're going to drown. Jock, let me tell you something. I was just Love is my- action. I was thinking about my dear wife, who I I, I, I just I'm still in deeply. I'm in a deeper love. Twenty forty three years later, deeper love. Michelle, I don't know if you're listening. She had a run of scenarios this morning, <clears throat> but I know this: she is the most selfless. She never thinks of herself. That's love. She thinks of her grandkids, of her daughters, of her friends, of her neighbors, of her husband. How who can I make? feel good today. That's that's the kind of love we're all supposed to have. And most of us, that's maybe that's why I love her, because I sit around and she loves on me all the time. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I would do maybe I'd do better. Like I said, maybe I'd do better if I washed the dishes more. Because every time I wash the dishes, she says, oh now yeah, that's my love language, right? Because why? It's servanthood, servanthood, servanthood. And we have to ask ourselves, did we really become Christians to serve ourselves? Which is the message of the church, isn't it? Come to Jesus, you get uh, prosperity and health and wealth and, oh, oh, lions and tigers and bears, right? Name it, claim it, grab it, blab it. That's right, right? So the focus of our Christianity has become, what can it do for me? Hey, God, here I am, God. Can you give me this, God? Would you please give me this, God? Oh, thank you, God, for never. What can I do for you, God? What can I do for you? Never that. Judah. Coach, you hit it right on the head again. You know, they talked about, obviously, the D.C. topic. And, you know, it's a very few percent. And, you know, we look at this big machine and we realize, you know what? their actions don't line up with their words. And when that starts to happen, people see the crack in the hourglass Mm. and now they have to make a decision of, you know, what path are they going to take? Unfortunately, a lot of them have chosen the wrong path because they've chosen money, greed, and power over the truths that they know. But, you know, one day they will have a judgment and they'll have a choice to be able to make that change. But we are, your group is so effective. It is waking people up. Matter of fact, it is waking people up who are serving today. And they have to say, you know what? They have the power to break the oaths of those secret orders. They have the power. Christ is strong enough. Christ is provided enough. And you know what? It is going to take people like us just witnessing to them face to face. You know, the main thing in the body of Christ that most people never get a chance to really dig into, and that is deliverance. Deliverance, deliverance to be able to set the captives free. 
And that's the thing right now that for most people, you know, laying on the hands, you know, if you take two people and go find a congressman, find a senator, find somebody, and you know what, confront them in love, but explain to them. You ever notice when a child does something and the parents know exactly what they did and the child tries to lie? You say, no, 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 I'll give you one more chance. No, and then finally they break down in tears and they say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and they repent. These are the things that, you know, the love of the father can expose. And there's a way of doing it in love, but then there's also a way of standing in authority and Christ, Yeshua, Jesus, and saying, you know what? It is time. It is time to make that change. Like you said, we have to make the change, folks. I'm, I'm sorry. Hang on. I don't know why. What the heck's going on here? My computer's talking. Oh, there it is. Let's get rid- I'm with you, Judah. I'm with you. Hey, listen. I just oh, sent- Judah. Stop it. Will you stop it there, YouTube? Wait, there. I just sent you a video. I want you to play it real quick because I, I saw this yesterday. Uh, this ties in here. John Durham, you stand before this Mr. Cohen, who probably is an yes. Ashkenazi, probably an <laughs> Ashkenazi Jew, probably. I'm just guessing. Durham, Cohen, probably. Democrat, God hater for sure. And so he criticizes Durham. And I want you to listen to Durham's response. And it didn't sit well with me. Go ahead and play it real quickly. Well, I tried to follow your report. Mr. Donald Trump Jr. would have called it a, a nothing burger. You got no convictions. You got nothing. It was all set up to hurt the Mueller report, which was correct and was redacted, to hurt the Bidens and to help Trump. And you were a part of it. You have a good reputation. You had a good reputation. That's why the two Democrats supported you. But the longer you hold on to Mr. Barr and this report that Mr. Barr gave you as special counsel, your reputation will be damaged. As everybody's reputation who gets involved with Donald Trump is damaged, he's damaged goods. There's no good dealing with him because you will end up on the bottom of a pyre. I yield back the balance of my time. Sure. Can we um, presume the gentleman's undecided on on how he feels about the former president? Gentlemen, witness can respond. Yeah, my uh, concern about my reputation is with uh, the people who I respect and my family and my Lord. And I'm perfectly comfortable with my reputation with them, sir. Well said. God okay, bless, so, so um, the, uh, he's worried about his reputation with his Lord. That's awesome, Coach. I saw that this morning. I was like, oh, he's got to play that. You did. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I could go on and on and on and on. <clears throat> because if I, uh, it's me, right? If I was concerned about my reputation, representation of the Lord or respect of the Lord, I'd have gone head on after that evil. Boom. I'd have gone head on. I'd have died taking down that evil. I'm not questioning his Christianity. I'm questioning what Christ kind of Christianity he follows. Is it a personal Christianity? I'm not questioning his. You with me, folks? I don't know. Clay, come on in. Now, I can think of many times in my life where I have given in to temptation and uh, regretted it many times over and over. But I can't think of one time that I allowed myself to be led by the Holy Spirit and followed that leading and regretted it. Mm. And once Mm. I figured that out, that that told me uh, once I got wisdom enough to say, hey, uh, the Holy Spirit's not leading me in the wrong direction and started listening to it. That's when my life started to really, really change for the better. Amen. Amen. Amen, this, Clay. You understand that the approval of men telling you that you're doing the right thing does not necessarily mean that that's the approval of God. Those mm-hmm. are not the same thing. And it'd be possible for John Durham. I'm not, I'm not passing judgment. I'm making a point. He could be in a prayer group that uh, they're all praying for him. Say, John, listen, you got, you know, John, you got to do what's right for you and for what's your family. Now, you have a lot of a stake here. Jesus wouldn't want you to, right? He could be part of that kind of Christianity, could he not? I don't know if he is. Well, I can tell you that. Can you imagine if I was sitting in that chair and had the evidence he had? Can you imagine what would be being said? Ooh, baby. 
Laura Ann, come on in. Um, Jim Caviezel has a line from the movie um, Sound of Freedom. And it is so profound and it meets this. And when I think about you, Coach, and a few other people, this line is so important. It is, God's children are not for sale. And you're not for sale. Amen. Amen. You, 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 you want to be so in love with Jesus and be so known by him. And even from that Bethel song that's... Um, and please forgive me for getting emotional, but it's the devil thought he had me, but Jesus said, you are mine. And you, God's children are not for sale. And you're one of God's children that aren't. You won't compromise it because being in love with Jesus and being so close to him is so much more important to you. And that's what drew me. That's what draws other people. And that you are a man who stands up by your word, by the, by your word, who is Jesus Christ, the word that has become flesh and blood in you. So thank Amen. you. Amen. Lauren, you hit on something. And uh, again, this sounds self-promoting, self-ingrandizing. I'm not doing, I'm not doing it all. I'm, I'm just going to tell you something. I can't be bought. <laughs> I can't be bought. Okay. Mm. I can't. You can't buy me with uh, flattery. You can't buy, you can't buy me with donations. You can't flatter. You, you can't. I'm just telling you. I've been bought with a price. I ain't for sale. And you know why people get upset by that is because they're not used to dealing with people like that. I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about people calling us a cult and you're following that cult leader. They're not used to uncompromising sold out people. They're not used to it. You don't see it. How many sold out Christians? You go to church. A lot of you go to church. How many sold out Christians do you know? Uncompromising. No Christians. How many of them do you know? Handful? Do you know a handful? I don't know if I do. Judah, your hand's still up. Did you want to come back in? Hey, Clay, I appreciate all you do for me, but you can't buy me. No, sorry about that. Okay, you can't buy me. can't buy me. And what do we have? We have politicians. I didn't even get a chance to get around to, to reading what I wrote today. We have politicians who can be bought. They all can be bought. So the question isn't, for most people, can you be bought? The question is, what's the price? What's the price? Mm. Yeah. And uh, that's, really, that's really what we're dealing with. And, oh, man, I've been all over the place this morning. I have. Tracy, come on in. I um, put in the chat a link to um, the latest exposure that James O'Keefe did. Yep. Um, of BlackRock. I don't know if anybody's seen that yet. Yep. He pretty much lays out there that they're yep. all bought and paid for. I mean, we've known that, but to have it actually out there, it, it, it's the work he's doing is amazing. It, it is, huh? It is. Okay. So let me, let me, let me end okay. you on this. Play, num- play number eight for me. Okay. This is a little kind of, a, let me get Eileen and then I'll play number eight. Go ahead, Eileen. Get number eight ready there for me, guys. Oh, good morning, Coach. Well, I watched uh, that uh, Belly of the Beast, yeah. and uh, I thought, and I had heard about this Alex de Crawley before. There is evidence out there that he was Barbara Bush's father. Yes, I know that. I know that. Okay. They didn't Amen. touch on that in the movie. Yeah, that's, Thank that's, you. A whole, that's a whole other show. Okay, this is okay. real quick. Because uh, look, uh, uh, we're at war. We're in a we're in a spiritual war. We understand that, but we're in a, a a natural war too. And I want you to think about the education of the American future soldier here in America, and what you're about to see here. Go ahead and play that real quickly. Oh, we're in trouble. Or being distracted. This video shows you the difference between the Western society and China right now. So while America is focused on this, I read to kids. And drag. And this. It's day 200 of being a girl, and I think we can agree that it's been a whirlwind. China is focused on this. 
see the difference? You are being distracted. We're being distracted. Don't take your eye off the ball. Hey, folks, listen. Hey, embrace the change. Embrace the change. Don't run from it. Now more than ever. God bless you. See you tomorrow.